Welcome to She Awakened, the podcast with your host, Stormy. I'm so grateful that you are here. I'm a spiritual mentor deeply devoted to truly living this life to the fullest and helping other women do the same. If you're a perfectionist, an overachiever, a burnt out entrepreneur, or just a modern day black sheep, sick of the nine to five grind and the same old bullshit, this podcast is for you. Tune in weekly for episodes that will awaken your divine feminine, expand your mind, open your heart, simplify doing the inner work, and empower you to create the soul-led life you're truly here for. It's time to rise into your power, your purpose, and your authenticity. So let's drop in, baby. Hello, party people. Welcome back to She Awakened with Stormy, your host. I'm so grateful that you're here tuning in for a conversation about morning practices. And this is something that without fail, 85% of the women who come into a one-on-one container with me, into my sisterhood or into a group program, basically every possible way of working with me, this This conversation comes up just about how to make a morning practice something that you stick to, something that you love, something that you want to get out of bed for, and something that actually serves you to then start your day in the best way possible. So we're going to talk about it today. And I've talked about morning practices before, and I've heard other people talk about creating morning morning routines, I should say as well. And I don't want to tell you what to do. And let me just preface this entire conversation with like, I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and say, you need to go and do this morning routine. No, I actually am going to say, this is what works for me. This is why having a morning practice is so beneficial. What do you want? What do you desire? What is your highest self telling you to do? What are those whispers? What is your inner compass guiding you to do? Because like something that I want you to just take on relevant for this episode and any other podcast you listen to, any other mentor or coach or spiritual conscious human who is, you know, spouting wisdom and telling you things like take it on with this lens of like, cool, that's their opinion. That's their experience. That's their view of life. Let me then like filter it and use discernment. And ask yourself, like, is this useful for me? And I remember Catherine Zankina, the manifestation babe, said this in a podcast once I was listening to, where she was like, is this useful? Take that on. Like, everything I say, is this useful? And I was like, fuck, that is, that is useful. That one little nugget, nugget alone is useful. Like, is this useful for me? Because we are different humans with different life experiences, with different environments, with different everything. And I think that that is something that I know that is something that I've experienced and that so many women I see struggle with is taking someone else's blueprint, trying to fit yourself into it. Like, for example, someone else's morning routine, taking that on as truth. Like maybe you've read the 5am club, for example, or you've listened to, I don't know, there's a million and one people telling you about their morning routine, right? And you try and do it. And it's a few days in and you're trying to pull yourself out of bed to do it. Or, you know, you're not feeling as great. And, you know, it's harder to do it because it's not your blueprint. It's not actually aligned 
with your higher self, with your frequency, with your desires, with your needs. And so that is what I want you to take away is that you are your highest authority. You get to choose. Take it and then implement it how is relevant for you. So morning, I, I say morning practice instead of morning routine. And I used to say morning routine. I used to have a morning routine. But from the get-go, I want to just start by saying, what if you traded the word routine for practice? Because one of the things that I want to chat about today is this balance of the masculine versus feminine energies and how your morning your morning, let's just say how your morning can be either really embedded in masculine energy or really embedded in feminine and how to create a really nourishing, healthy balance between the two of them. Because ultimately that balance is what's going to also set you up to have the best day possible. Because when you're imbalanced in one or the other, for one, that's typically how the rest of the day will go. If you start your day really heavily in your masculine, you're going to start work or if, even if you're not working, but you're doing family things or you're running errands from this really masculine energy of like going and doing, taking off your to-do list, feeling really busy, always looking to the next thing, like that's done, what's the next thing, what's the next thing, what's the next thing? And it's kind of like... It's just this it's this stress overload in your system when we are too in our masculine. But then on the other end of that spectrum as well, if you start your day super, super, super in your feminine with no structure, with no sort of like discipline and devotion and just like flowing, you wake up whenever the fuck you wake up, you don't really move your body, you know, you're not like, there's no, there's no self-discipline, then you start your day in that way and suddenly it's the end of the day and you're like, fuck. I have done nothing <laughs> and, and then that can create this loop of laziness like self-proclaimed like I'm lazy I don't do the things that I said I was going to do and that can build guilt that can build shame and that can build this sense of disappointment in yourself as well and sometimes it really is as simple as looking at like the first window of your day and the balance between masculine and feminine and there's a few other pieces in that as well but in in, in everything is the masculine and feminine energies. The things that you do, the words that you speak, objects, your environment, like the energy that you embody is masculine, feminine, a combination of both. So having morning practice, like let's just, we need to speak on why. <laughs> like why have one? Why is it important? And one of the things, again, that I see time and time and time again with women who are struggling with having a morning practice is that it's this vicious cycle of like, I feel like shit. I don't have the energy to show up for my morning practice. And yet that morning practice is the very thing that would help you with not feeling like shit. And yet it's like, oh, but I feel like shit, I'm not going to show up for it. And your morning practice is like, but like if you showed up for me, then I would help you move through this challenging time. So I say having a morning practice as an anchor is an anchor point, no matter what the fuck you are experiencing in your life. It is a time before you give to anyone else, before you show up for the world, before you connect with other people before you even think about a to-do list, before you give externally, you spend some time internally. 
connecting with yourself. And why is because ultimately your relationship with yourself shapes everything else in your life. All of your other relationships, all of your work, your financial situation, obviously your health, because that makes sense. But your internal relationship is the basis, the foundation for everything else. So why would you get up and just go straight to the outside external world without first connecting with the internal world because your internal creates your external so whatever you desire in your external starts in your internal so I see it as like for me a morning practice is really about connecting on a subconscious somatic and soul level covering those three bases and you could just say body mind and soul but because I like to just be clever I call it subconscious somatic and soul subconscious meaning your mind your unconscious mind though so somatic meaning soma meaning body and soul and i I chose those words because i was like i'm sick of this body mind soul like everyone's heard of everyone knows body mind soul like it just felt like so cliche so like boring so now i've switched it off and i say subconscious somatic soul which really does cover these three bases of what makes up you So when you're thinking about your morning, essentially just bring it back to that. Am I making space and time to nourish and nurture my subconscious, my mind, my soma, my body and my soul? And if not, and if there's an imbalance there, then you'll probably see that imbalance manifesting in your day-to-day world as well. So for example, if you're just focusing on mindset work, if you're just journaling and reading, then you're probably going to find that there's a sense of fulfillment that you may be missing. You're starting your day from this very thinking place of like what's happening and thinking about it. And when you're too in your mind, you end up living life through the voice of the narrator in your head instead of the lived experience of your body. So if you were to instead balance your morning out with some mindset work yes but then with a meditation to connect with your soul and then an embodiment practice then you're going to find that there's such a deep of balance and groundedness that you get to experience because you're not just then starting your day and going about your day from this top-down mind approach but you're actually remembering hey yeah i'm a mind yep i have a mind but i also have a body and i'm also a fucking soul And I'm going to live my life from this balanced place of all three parts of myself. Because that is like that is a problem for most of our society, for most of our world, is that we learn to live dissociated from our bodies. Thinking, doing, going, thinking, 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 thinking. But you can't think your way out of overthinking the only way is to connect with the body so using that time to really connect with your body and your mind and your soul and so anyways I digress let me come back to what I was actually saying about why it's important is like I really see it as your morning sets you up for the rest of the day essentially and then like I'm sure you've experienced like when you start your day in a chaotic energy it's pretty easy for your day to continue in chaos. When you start your day feeling stressed 
it's pretty easy for your day to just continue being stressed. And it's something to think about, like when you first open your eyes, that first five minutes upon waking, what are you thinking about? Or what are you doing? Because so much of that shapes your day. That first little, little window of like five minutes. And I'll tell you why. To actually understand what's happening within you is that your subconscious mind is is creating 95% of your reality. And I've said, I'm pretty sure I said this in the last episode. Only 5% of your reality is created by your conscious mind, which is the part of you that thinks, like listening to this right now, you're thinking you're using your conscious mind. It's 95% your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is most easily accessible and influenced upon waking and falling asleep. Those are the two windows in the day outside of using tools like NLP or hypnosis, etc., etc. But when you're just living your daily life, morning and night, And so if you start your day and you're still in that window of your subconscious mind being easily, I guess it's like shit goes in easier. It's more easily absorbed. It's more easily influenced. But if you're using that window to think about this like negative feeling and negative thoughts about, oh shit, I've got these bills to pay today. Today's going to be stressful. Today's going to be shit. It's not enough money oh god I hate my job or like oh there's that thing that happened the other day with my friend and I bet she's still mad at me or whatever right and if you're automatically thinking about like what's going to happen today that I should be wary of you're essentially like creating that to be true you're manifesting what you don't want and you're further embedding that in your subconscious mind so really think about that like how do I spend that first little window of waking up And another question for you in that too is like, how long after waking up do you check your phone? Do you go on your phone? Because that, the conversation of your phone has to be part of your morning practice. Like we can't talk about creating a morning practice that is really helpful, useful, high vibrational and sets you up to have the best day possible and not talk about this sneaky little influence that is our phones because again how you start your day shapes how the rest of it goes and if you start your day by plugging in to other people what they are doing what they aren't doing if they've responded what their message is if they're having a go at you or if they're loving you like whatever the fuck you're immediately diluting your own power and giving it away to other people and to technology to instagram to your messages to Snapchat, if we even still use Snapchat, I don't know, I don't use Snapchat anymore, but I'm pretty sure some people still use Snapchat, <laughs> that one just like, that That really just died, for me at least, um, you're immediately just giving it away, and I like to see it, and sometimes I'll like cut cords for clients with their phones, where it's like, it's imagining that there is this cord, energetically between you and your phone, And it's like siphoning your energy. And it really feels like that. Like when you have a break from your phone, a proper break, like a full day of not going on it or several days of not going on it, you can feel the difference. You can feel how much lighter and clearer and better you feel. And it's often just that when you're so used to being consumed by your phone, especially going on of a morning, you don't realize that's what's happening, that it's draining you so much. 
And again, that's part of that window of like, if you go on your phone straight away within the first five, 10 minutes, then you're again, putting that into your subconscious mind, that window of it being the most easily influenced where you're like, oh, everyone else's lives are so much more exciting. Let's say that you go on Instagram straight away, you look at what everyone else is doing and it's the highlight reel. And so straight away you're like, oh, God, my day is so boring compared to what they're doing. Or like, oh, I wish I was, I wish I had my own business or I wish I lived over there. I wish I was on holiday. Like that looks amazing. And then you're like, oh, look at my life, right? Or one thing that I used to do, which happened was as a very constant thing, actually, when I was single, was like, did they reply to me? (laughs) Have I got the golden message? Like if I went to bed, if I went to bed, you know, hoping for a response from a guy that I was talking to, that would be the thing that got me on my phone of a morning was checking like, oh, did they respond to me? And this was most prevalent when I was in a trauma bond. Like I had a three-year trauma bond with a guy where oh, I just felt so so powerless for that three years of like giving over my self-worth to if he wants me. Every single morning, the first thing that I would do upon waking up for literally like I would say 80-90% of three years was check my phone to see if he had messaged me. And let me just explain like why that's a problem. Okay, because it it comes back with this, like comes back to dopamine and then the absence of it, the highs and the lows, the hot and the cold. If there was a message and if it was a good message, (laughs) then it would be like this high, right? The dopamine would hit, be this high, like, oh, amazing. I'm, I'm validated. I have the attention that I want. And it would start my day from this high, but it was almost like a false sense of high, right? Because it was purely coming from validation. I didn't love him. He didn't love me. But it was like feeling validated in in that response, in that attention. Except there would be equal as many days where I wouldn't get what I wanted. I wouldn't wake up to either a message at all or it would not be a good message. And you know, it would leave me feeling disheartened or disempowered or disappointed or whatever. And that would immediately start my day in the low of I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. What am I doing wrong? Why don't they like me? I just want a man to love me. And a lot of that was unconscious, but it was like this feeling of just disappointment. And maybe you can relate. If you're in a similar situation, if you're also single, and that's, again, something that I've worked with with many clients, is like when trying to manifest love is like this this attachment to waking up to messages in the morning. But when you think about it, I feel like I'm going on tangents, but that's just what we're doing this episode, I've decided. When you think about it, think about the sort of relationship that you want if that's relevant for you right now. There's no message because you wake up next to them. Right? You don't get a message. You don't have to check your phone because they're right next to you and you know that that love is there. They're going to roll over and say good morning. So your phone's fucking irrelevant. And so your nervous system, if you become so acclimatized to checking your phone over morning you can unconsciously block the sort of love that you actually desire because what you actually desire has nothing to do with your phone. It's in person. 
Does that make sense? Like that really hit me when I realized that, where I was like, oh, what I'm currently doing is out of alignment with what I desire. And I know that I manifest by being in alignment, by being a vibrational match for what I want. So me checking my phone every morning straight away is actually not a vibrational match to the reality that I desire. Yeah. And so part of that as well that I just want to speak on as like another example that you might resonate with is is social media. Even if you're, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't hit home, it doesn't resonate about if you wake up to a, a message, but Instagram, let's just take Instagram or maybe it's TikTok. If you use that sort of platform to post, to generate content, maybe you're like me and you know you use Instagram as part of your business so you just love to post content maybe you aren't actually like me because I know plenty of people aren't um but you just like to post on Instagram you just like to share your life you just like to post photos really wired to seek the dopamine of likes and comments and views and shares and validation attention And so that's something to be mindful of again is like if you are struggling with the presence of your phone and not going on straight away, actually working on your relationship to social media, your relationship to that and finding validation internally because it's the same fucking thing that if you get it, it feels great. You're on this high of like everyone loves me. I have attention. And again, this is probably not super conscious. It's just more of a feeling of like feeling good, but it's kind of like this fake high it feels really fucking high it feels so good but then let's say you don't get that and again you start your day from this really disappointed low low energy sort of state because you didn't get what you wanted you didn't get the validation and it's really this hot and cold up and down and that's kind of how you approach life from this sort of place when you don't have these spiritual practices as a part of your norm it's, it's like living from this place of when life's good, I feel good. But when life's shit, I feel shit. And it, that's just directly handing your power over. And so that's why morning practice is so powerful because it is your anchor. It grounds you and it gives you the capacity to show up for life and really do so from more of a centered, neutral place of I create my reality. I choose my thoughts. I and powerful I am enough regardless of what's happening outside of me regardless of work regardless of money regardless of my love life regardless of my friendships it really increases your resilience resilience and your capacity to make the most of life and from a manifestation point of view as well like when your morning practice is really about raising your frequency connecting with your higher self that in itself makes you 10 times more powerful as a manifestation magnet because your frequency creates a reality. So if you start your day from, like if you consistently start your day from this frequency of feeling powerful, of feeling grateful and of feeling joyful, of course things are going to go your way so much better. Of course you're going to feel so much more in alignment and that's both because of like what you attract into your reality, but the choices that you make, the actions that you take. If you've just spent an hour hyping yourself up, feeling like a fucking bad bitch, feeling like a queen, of course you're going to approach work 
feeling so much more empowered. You're going to do more courageous things. You're not going to take as much shit from people. You're going to feel more empowered to stand your ground. You're going to give off and show up and take action from more of a confident energy. The actual actions that you take and the things that you think to do is so different. Because if you're in a disempowered state, you're not going to think the same and therefore you're not going to take action that is required to live the life that you want. So it is like, it's probably my main non-negotiable. And I work with this with all of my clients. Like it's a non-negotiable. Having this time for yourself is sacred. It's sacred. So let's talk about flexibility. Creating a morning practice that can go with you on all of the days because life is different. Life is seasonal. You cannot control what's always happening and you can't control what time certain things happen in your day and life, etc. etc. So let's just talk about flexibility. I really believe that no matter what's happening, you can always have some kind of morning practice. What you do 100% will change depending on how much time and space you have. And that is that is the ebbing and flowing of life how much time and space you have will change something to note when we're talking about you being a feminine being and i'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that you are because that's who i attract i don't really attract masculine beings is that you are cyclical as a feminine being and so around a month what you're going to need of a morning for your practice is going to change Like when you're on your period, when you're bleeding, it's going to look, it's going to feel so different when you're ovulating. I'm ovulating right now. My morning and and like, okay, let's just take it. Let's take your seasonal around your period. But then you also have things like being sick. So my my morning practice, like today, for example, I'm ovulating and it's like it feels good. Last week I was sick. I was in my follicular phase and I was unwell, so I was sleeping in. And that was part of my morning practice of like checking in with my body and being like, what do I need? What do I desire today and this morning? I actually need more sleep because my body is recovering from a cold. Whereas today, I got up earlier than what I did last week because I have more energy. I'm ovulating. I'm a lot more fucking alive. I'm in my inner summer. In a few weeks time, when I'm on my bleed, I will go back to that waking up when my body wakes up. This morning, I didn't set an alarm. I don't use alarms. I can't. I haven't used alarms in ages. I said that on the second last episode, I think it was. But what I do is I tell my body the night before where I'm like, okay, okay, babes. I want to wake up at 7, for example. I want to wake up at 6.30. And that's like my inner internal alarm clock. And it genuinely works like 85% of the time. So this morning I woke up. At exactly 6.59. <laughs> I was like, thank you. We love that. Um, and the point there being like, you have to allow for that seasonality. And that's why I don't agree with morning routines. Because it's very set and it doesn't really allow for your feminine seasonality. If you just have a routine of I wake up at 5 a.m. every day, I go to the gym by 6 a.m., I journal at 7 a.m., I start work at 8 a.m., whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's so masculine. And what happens then, for example, when you are on your bleed, is that you don't have as much energy to do it. 
And I'm going to say, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that you then either A, shame yourself for that, feeling guilty for resting or wanting to rest or for not going as hard in your workout or for needing a nap when it, when it hits 11 a.m. and you shame yourself, you feel guilty, you feel like it's wrong or you don't do it, you just throw the towel in and then do nothing and just like give up on the morning routine that day or that week and then again in some way feel shame for that of like oh I should have I haven't done anything and then you kind of like can go into that avoidance but but that avoidance is really sort of masking some shame there around avoiding it whatever we avoid typically is covering some level of of shame and guilt but either way that creates this this narrative and this story of like I'm I'm not good enough I'm doing something wrong and the point of the morning practice is to put you in the best frequency possible that day. So if whatever you're doing is actually making you tired or stressed because there's too much happening or you're feeling like you're not good enough because of what you have and haven't done, then that's actually against the point. If you feel pressure to do X, Y, and Z because that person told you to and this book told you to, then you start your day in a frequency of pressure. And that's probably going to follow on with you for the rest of the day. So think about when you're creating when you're creating a morning practice, think about this. What frequency do I want to take with me into the day? And how can I embody that frequency in my morning practice? Simple it down to that. And in that, one of the things that I want to invite you to take on, which I always say to clients, is trade discipline for devotion. Because discipline, again, is super masculine. It's like, I've got to do it. I said I'd do it. I'm going to do it. This is my routine. Whereas devotion is like, okay, I understand why this is going to serve me. So I'm going to do the things that are going to serve me best today. But the difference is that day to day, what's going to serve you will waver. It will change. For example, you're on your bleed versus two weeks later, you're ovulating. For example, you have a cold and you're unwell versus when you're thriving and you're feeling amazing and vibrant and alive. And so being in devotion is like being devoted to your highest self, being devoted to raising your frequency and allowing what you do and what that looks like to change because like change is the only constant in life you're allowed to ebb and flow you're a feminine being so this is really what i was saying there about balancing the masculine with the feminine but self-devotion isn't about completely fucking off discipline like discipline is kind of infused into self-devotion like devotion is like i'm gonna get up and i'm going to do these things this morning that are going to serve me whatever it looks like it's going to serve you but it's broadening the scope of what you see as serving you because discipline might say okay sleeping in is lazy and that doesn't serve me I'm going to get up and I need to work out I need to get up I need to go move my body whereas self-devotion is being devoted to what's going to serve you the most is looking at okay but I'm fucking tired today. So this is actually me being devoted to my higher self is letting myself sleep in. 
And the key piece there is discernment. Like, you can't lie to yourself. And you really can't. You can lie to other people. Other people, you know, might be blind to it. But if you know that what's going to serve you the most is getting up and doing the damn things, then you know that. And you will feel the disappointment, for example, if you don't devote yourself to that. But then you also feel and you know when you need that. So this is really about finding that line within yourself and practicing that discernment and practicing showing up for yourself in that way. So when you're when you're creating a morning practice, I actually don't suggest like go and plan it out. Like I wake up at this time and then I do this and then I do that. Like if you want, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to say you shouldn't. But that's not what I would recommend. What I would invite you to do is ask yourself, like, what do I love doing? What would, what nourishes me? What makes me feel most alive? And look at the three areas, like I said before, of your mind, your body, your soul. And there's also probably going to be a level of like, what could I explore here? What haven't I tried and haven't been consistent with, but like, I feel a little niggle, a little whisper to go and explore. For example, maybe you don't meditate super consistently right now, but like, you know, you live in the present day world and you don't live under a rock, so you know that meditation is good. So that could be part of it of like, mm, I think meditation might nourish me. I think that would probably be really good for, I mean, all of it, my body, mind and soul. So you can add that in. And so see it as like a toolbox. This is what I like to say, like, you create the toolbox and then every morning you just go to that toolbox and you get out what you desire. You get out what you need. So in my toolbox, I have meditation, 100 fucking percent. I will not, I will not enter the day. I will not do the things without some kind of meditation, even if it's literally two minutes. And that's again where that flexibility comes in. Like you get to practice discernment and check in with yourself because I believe no matter what the fuck is happening in your life, you can meditate for at least two minutes before you even get out of bed, when you're on the fucking toilet, when you're in the shower, when you're drinking a cup of coffee or tea or cacao, you can always connect in with yourself and take some deep breaths. So breath work as well. And they do differ. They can be sort of like combined. I definitely combine my breath work with my meditation. Um, But breath work is a really powerful tool as well. And you can always breathe, obviously. So even if you don't have time or space for anything else, just focus on your breath. Just, just, just take five deep breaths. And even that will start your day in a better, higher frequency. So meditation, breath work, journaling, 100%. But you know what? I don't journal every day. I journal when I want to. Sometimes I'll go weeks without journaling. I go through seasons with it. And I don't shame myself about that. It's not wrong just because you know sally that i see on tiktok every fucking day is always journaling and she's amazing and she's thriving doesn't mean that i have to journal every day um movement and i say movement not just a certain type of exercise because again around your monthly cycle how your body wants to move and what's going to serve your body the most is going to change right now i'm in a season of really fucking loving yoga and pilates and the like fusion of like yoga plays together like separate but then also there's like certain workouts that I found on YouTube that do such a good job of combining yoga and Pilates into this like HIIT workout and it just fucking feels so good 
because I just got really sick of how masculine the gym felt and I think that there's a time and a place for that 100% and that like having masculine energy and presence in your morning can be a really great thing especially if you have goals fitness goals strength goals etc like it's a great thing but it's a seasonality thing and this season for me I'm just not about it the environment of the gym just was feeling so masculine not just the workout but like the actual gym I was like I don't want to come here I don't want to start my day here and the actual movement as well like lifting weights I've listed I've listed I've lifted weights since I was like 14 and pretty consistently for many many years and it wasn't really until last year that I stopped and sort of thought about like do I actually want to do this is this actually what's best for my body and I've been loving not lifting weights and I still exercise I move my body every day most days pretty well every day at least five times a week my body is responding so much better to the feminine like the feminine softness of yoga and pilates and it's still fucking hard i still sweat i'm still left breathless and shaking and sweaty like i'm still getting such a good workout but the way that it feels in my body and how nourishing it feels is so different and so asking yourself like what sort of movement nourishes my body the most my physical body the most even dancing like I love dancing and I dance most mornings and I'm starting to go to a dance class every week yeah I found one and for me like that nourishes my soul and my body whereas the idea of going to the gym is just like "Mm." it feels draining what else so I've got meditation, breathwork, journaling, movement, um, nature in some capacity. I like to just like feel the sun on me if there's sun, feel the grass beneath me, like just connect into that life force energy. Um, I love to cuddle my partner. Like that's a part of my practice is like, being present with him, cuddling him, making time and space for pleasure most times. This is one of the biggest things that's really actually cracked me open to experiencing more pleasure in life is of a morning making time for pleasure and I mean one or the other or sometimes both if we're feeling feeling up to it like self-pleasure or you know making love with my partner and it's funny because I can still remember like when we were first getting together I was in such a routine my morning was was still very much a routine and it was quite time driven of like I need to start work at this time even though I worked for myself and I could control that but I obviously know like you know plenty of you listeners probably do have to start work at a certain time for someone else so I'm sure you can relate to that like time pressure but anyways I did the things in such a pressure driven way and having a partner really threw me out there for a minute where I was like you've just fucked with my whole morning like like it was just this whole paradigm shift of like what the fuck am I supposed to do now when there's another human and he's messing with my routine he's messing with my plan he's messing with how I do things just by his presence alone and so I really had to learn how to have a morning practice for me 
but also have some time for him as well not just like I'll see you later start my day like you know selfish essentially and like when you're single you have the capacity to just it's just you right you're just doing your own thing and there is a shift when you have a partner um but what helps me there and actually I would love to speak on that I wasn't planning to but now that I'm here I'm like duh talk about that um having this morning practice when you have a partner is still 110 million percent possible boundaries is what helps like Corey knows this is what I do I'm not giving my energy to you I'm not even cuddling you until I've meditated until I've had my me time typically weekends kind of different but like this is like a weekday sort of just at least and that's just the boundary like he knows to shut up if I'm meditating he's not gonna go on his phone he's not gonna try and talk to me like if I'm meditating I'm meditating that's like a pretty clear pretty clear sacred boundary so if you need to like just express those boundaries with your partner as best as you can obviously I'm not a mother and I don't have children and I know that children can 110% like really change the course of how morning practice goes how it looks how it feels but I think like the biggest thing that I would still say to you that that I think is really relevant if, if you are a mom, if you have children, if this is something to consider, is really about your intention. Like if you have the intention when you wake up to have some time and space for yourself, really honoring that. And that's self-devotion, right? Yeah, something might come along and deter you, might try and deter you, but devotion means that you stick with it. You're fucking devoted. You're not wavering. You're not like sometimes committed-ish. You're not devoted-ish. You're fucking devoted. And so you make time and space, even if maybe it's after you've attended to the children or done this or woken up through the night or whatever. But in some capacity, you have some time and space for yourself. And just making that a commitment to yourself, really making it a non-negotiable. Um, but yeah, coming back to... I missed the whole point of why I even started talking about when I first started dating Corey was that I felt so much pressure to do things that I didn't I didn't feel like I had a lot of space to open and so then like if we would for example make love then it would throw me out and I'd be like oh but now I'm later than like what I was supposed to be and like it just wasn't a part of my norm but I was in such like a contracted sort of way of living that was like must do the things and so I would approach meditation and breathwork and journaling from this place of must do the things because I have to do the things. And that's not the point. Like, that's not the fucking point. The point is, like I said before, your vibration. Starting your day open and like what better way can you start the day than from a, a frequency of pleasure, of enjoying yourself, of feeling fucking good feeling grateful of feeling connected so now I'm like a big advocate for that and I will always push back whatever the fuck I'm doing so that I can have some quality pleasure time (laughs) and I definitely suggest doing the same whether you're with a partner or with yourself in some capacity I was saying that to Corey this morning in the shower I was like fuck my day feels so different when I connect to pleasure of a morning how I work is different because like I move so much slower and so much more open and I'm simply like connected to the frequency of pleasure and that means that then you get to feel and experience the pleasure of your food more 
of drinking a good coffee or cacao more, the pleasure of doing work you love, the pleasure of the sun on your face. Like you just feel you're just so much more cracked open to pleasure. So that is what I would say about pleasure. (sighs) So I'm hoping this served you. I'm just remembering to breathe. I get very passionate sometimes and I'm like, did I breathe (laughs) during that whole little spiel of talking about morning practices? Um, So to recap, pleasure over pressure when you're creating your morning practice. How can you choose pleasure instead of just feeling forced and pressured to do certain things? And it's not about just taking it off a to-do list. (laughs) If you are just practicing gratitude so that you can go, tick, I practice my gratitude. It's not the point, right? That's the masculine overtaking and overriding the feminine yearning to feel grateful. So how can you focus on the frequency that you want to start your day with? Remember that you are a seasonal, cyclical creature. What you need day to day is going to change. Last thing that I want to say here is there's a really powerful thing that happens when you go from asking yourself, what do I need to what do I desire? So of a morning, ask yourself, if it feels good, what do I desire today? Every morning, ask yourself, what do I desire today? And just see what comes through and practice honoring that. And you probably find that your inner child speaks to you there as well. You know, I desire to have fun today or I desire to take it easier today. Like I'm fucking, my heart's feeling heavy. I'm feeling a bit, I need a slow chill day. That's what I desire. And that is ultimately such a strong way of creating self-love. Listening to what you need and desire and then following through and giving that to yourself creates this connection to yourself that's really, really fucking strong, really solid and really empowering. And devotion, devotion over motivation, devotion over discipline. You are not always going to be motivated. It runs out for every single fucking human. Choose devotion instead. So my love, if you are looking to create your highest self morning consistently, I've done something for you because I know how important and how empowering embodiment is, connecting to yourself internally, getting out of your fucking mind and the doing and the thinking and the busyness and really dropping into your body and raising your frequency, attuning your frequency to what you desire to experience each day, attuning your frequency to your highest self, using that time to embody the woman that you really fucking want to be. So what I've done is I've created a higher self morning practice bundle for you. And I've also given you a cheeky discount in the show notes as well. So this includes many different audios. And the reason why these are mostly audios is because I shit you not, (laughs) 80% of the transformation that you'll get to experience in your life actually comes from internally, from meditating, from doing embodiment practices, not just journaling. So in this bundle is one morning hype audio, which is me kind of like hyping you up, getting you ready for the day. And I would use this on like an embodiment walk, for example. There are two manifestation tracks 
a grounding practice and in a wisdom meditation to connect to your intuition, connect to your higher self, connect to that part of you. A yoni connection, opening up your sacral chakra, really connecting into pleasure in your yoni and a heart opening meditation as well, really cracking open, creating self-love, connecting into your heart and really starting your day in that love energy. And there are also some journal prompts as well. And these journal prompts are ones that you can use every morning. And I often do use these, even if I'm not journaling, but I just ask myself them. So this is kind of the process that I take myself through every morning. Typically, like I've said, it changes, it ebbs and it flows. But there are some non-negotiables. And one of the questions in there is something I ask myself every fucking day. So you can head to the link in the show notes if you want to grab that. It's $44, but... As a thank you, as a I love you, my pod, my beautiful podcast family, my community here, there is a 60% discount code applicable. So that brings it down to $17.60 to be exact. So I definitely recommend jumping on that if you want to access a fuck ton of meditations and amazing resources. And I really hope that serves you. If you do, please feel free to let me know how you love them. Send me a message, send me a DM on Instagram. Make sure that you're following our podcast page at sheawakened underscore. And if you're wanting to really, really go all the way in on manifesting the life that you desire, being devoted to your dharma and your divine feminine, then I have one-on-one coaching spaces available. And these spaces are really like my one-on-one mentorship is really about getting crystal fucking clear on the vision and the desires that you have for your life and the reality that you want to live and most importantly the woman that you want to be and we focus on confidence on your divine feminine embodiment on deep motherfucking unconditional self-love and your power your personal power and then really doing the work on your subconscious soma your somatic work and your soul to be her to dissolve and release the survival based ways of living that have kept you in you know the stress the pressure the loop of anxiety the money scarcity and really dissolving that to be your higher self consistently to meet that version of yourself and to be able to hold the duality because no matter what you're not going to manifest the perfect life and I make that I want to make that as clear as I fucking can. Like, I'm not here to help you manifest a perfect life that looks aesthetically pleasing on Instagram like that person and like your Pinterest feed. I'm here to help you manifest a life that's fucking real and authentic and fulfilling and freeing where you are in your dharma, your soul's purpose, living that, breathing that, being that, where fulfillment and fun and freedom is your everyday reality where you feel so grounded and connected and empowered so i would love to connect with you if you're feeling feeling the call for that so i have actually and just to finish off there just to to just to finish off about my one-on-one coaching before i wrap up i have actually lowered my price recently and i want to just speak on that for a second because it's this thing that i see with so many women in the coaching space, whether you're a coach yourself or you have invested or you just follow coaches, that's kind of like this like raising my prices, raising my prices, raising my prices sort of thing, this like trend of like got to always be raising my prices. I've had 
an iota of an up level, I'm raising my prices. And I really took that on for some time myself as well of like, gotta keep raising my prices and raising my prices and charging my worth. Or it almost became this armor of like, you know, this is my value, making my making that price about like my value, my life experience. And yeah, I have so much fucking value to pour into my clients. Like life is my teacher and like to be where I am at 21, I know is not normal for so many people. And I credit that to who I've chosen to be and the actions that I've taken and the investments that I've made. And like, it's worth having a good price tag on that, 100 fucking percent. But it actually wasn't aligned to just keep raising my prices and raising my prices. I really want to be able to be accessible Yes, on the upper end, because I mean, one-on-one coaching, it's one-on-one. It's like deep, right? Like it's upper end compared to a course. Obviously, that makes sense. But all in all, like still accessible, you know, to be able to make that investment, not just like up on this big, big, big fuck off pedestal. So one-on-one, my my prices for one-on-one monthly is $888. So keep that in mind before you apply, if you're in a position to be able to make that investment in yourself, just to get a sort of gist of who I'm calling in and what sort of investment it is. And you can apply through the link in my show notes, or if you want to just connect with me as a human, just send me a DM on Instagram. I love to start, you know, client connections and get a feel for that just in the dms i'm super chill i'm just a human being and i love to connect with women so yeah that's it from me one-on-one work the bundle and even if not i just hope that you love this episode and received what you needed to you are powerful you are creative you are feminine and you are masculine and you're a fucking wonder i love you and i'll connect with you on the next episode (laughs) 